cliffcentral.com Antia, what do you got for us today? Good morning. Um, I can just say that I am very happy that October's finished. That was an awful month on the stock market. Was it really. a red October for you? Oh, very good, Gareth. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, we know the stock market didn't perform. Is yeah, that no, the primary was, reason you didn't it, like October? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It was the worst October since 2009. Oh, and that volatile. was the year after the financial crisis. Yeah. Exactly. So just generally awful. But last week we had a couple of shares that bounced nicely, Naspers being one of them. It was up 8% in two consecutive days, so 16% huh. basically for two over two days. Um, and so the issue with Naspers, one of the issues is that – um, why it's been down, because it's down a lot since the beginning of the year, um, is that they have unequal voting rights. So you have N shares and A shares. And A shares have more rights when it comes to voting than N shares. And really that's about protecting the company from a takeover. And what MSCI, the Morgan Stanley Composite Index, I think they're called, they're the guys who um, do the benchmarks for kind of the market, you know, just for global markets, um, they were saying that companies with unequal voting rights should have a change in their constitution, their, their, their weighting in the index. And so everyone thought that the weighting in the index, indices for NASPES was going to be decreased because of this unequal A and N shares voting rights. But then last week, sure, sigh of relief when Morgan Stanley Inc. or MSCI Inc., I should say, came out and said that they're not going to change the indices. In fact, what they will do is issue and monitor new indices. So if you're a portfolio manager or an investor, you can choose which index you want as your benchmark. And that's why NASPES was up 8% hmm. two days in a row. Okay. Are they still splitting up their offering? NASPES? Yeah, are they still going to cut out all the media assets, the local ones? and They haven't said anything more since the last time, um, so I don't really have any more insight into it. But I guess the answer is yes. Okay. Hmm. Got to keep an eye on that. Yep. Um, and then a, com- a couple of com- – oh, of course, the other thing that carried the market last week was Facebook uh, put out their results – Revenue up 33%. Well, you can tell if you go on Facebook, you're being sold shit all the time. Okay, so this is interesting. It's interesting you bring that up because what Zuckerberg said in his results presentation, in fact, was that they want to, they, they want this balance between revenue and cost growth. Um, and, and I think people kind of know if you're going to use Facebook for free, then you have to get ads, right? I mean, they have to generate money somehow. Or right. not. No, no, of course or they do, have to. I mean, I hate those ads. It's not a but public service. Exactly, yeah. right? Um, and then the other thing he said was that they're going to spend money um, on catching up on security issues. So basically they've increased their CapEx um, by like 38% or something ridiculous to $20 billion. <laughs> that's just their CapEx spend, right? Their sure. capital expenditure. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Yeah, they make a lot of money. They do. Um, and I almost... I, I almost think 
It's a believable story. You know, when Facebook first started, he really did go out. He understands this kind of holding back on profit and um, spending money on expanding. He, he does get it. He, he's not a stupid guy. Make no, no mistake. I mean, he's irritating at times, but he's a lizard, but he gets it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I, so I think you'll see in the coming quarters and years probably Facebook's revenue or operating margin decrease slightly because of this increased capex spend, but it'll do them good in the long term. So, so I think that's what everyone was looking right. to looking for. So and trying to make nice sa- Facebook safer and 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 less annoying. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it was a nice indicator for the tech stocks that really needed a bounce. I mean, October was terrible for them. It was the one thing in this market, global market, last year and up to kind of October that was holding up and then beginning of October fell apart. And then locally, quite a few companies reported. Raubex reported their interims. They're the infrastructure business. Um, 73% increase in headline earnings per share despite a 4% decrease in revenue and a 57% decrease in operating profit. Really what they were saying, very low volume of work from Sanral, which is one of their biggest clients. So unfortunately, I think that means bad roads, potholes. Mm-hmm. Um, their revenue was… And they'll blame us. They'll say it's because we didn't pay our e-tolls. Yes, exactly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, already, remember the budget speech? Oh, yeah. No, they're already lining it up so that they can put the blame fairly and squarely on us, even though their whole job is just to maintain roads. So what have they been doing while we've not been paying ETOs? Sitting on their hands? Yep, exactly. I mean, it was a bit of a shocker for Raubex. Their operating profit fell from 370 million rand to 157 million rand. I mean, that's a lot of jobs if you, if you think about it in that kind of context that could potentially get lost, you know? Right. Um, and then famous brands reported. We knew we knew this was going to be a bad set of results. Um, they admitted that GBK Gourmet Burger Kitchen restructure is happening. They made losses of two point six million pounds because, of course, it's a UK operation. Mm-hmm. Revenue was up five point four percent. Headline earnings up ten point six percent. But they're not paying a dividend. Interesting here is that their organic growth in South Africa was quite good. So not by acquisition, just the, the businesses that they already have and that they've opened four frozen for you stores. So this is the f- their first foray into what they call home meal replacement segment. So okay. a little packaged frozen food. Um, interesting to see famous brands doing that considering they're really a restaurant chain group, aren't they? Yep. Um, and Tell then, me about Impala Platinum. Oh, yes. They put out production numbers. We saw an 8.2% increase in production there. Concentrate concentrate was flat, but what they've done was really take from inventory. Um, This is an interesting story because over the period, I mean, they announced this last year already, they were going to cut a third of their workforce, 39,000 jobs. I mean, that's horrendous. Um, 1,500 have been done in the last quarter. Um, another 13,000 to come over the next two years. It's a sad story, this platinum sector, considering South Africa is so dependent on it. Um, and then the good news for Impala Platinum shareholders, if you are a shareholder store, is that they have found a potential buyer for their one shaft mine in Rustenburg. They're basically closing, um, almost forgotten the number now. I want to say it's eight out of 11 shafts in the Rustenburg area. Jeez. Yeah, it's a terrible situation. Wow, that's heavy. No. 
All right, what about MTN? Yep, they put out um, an update as well last week. And the reason we need to talk about this, because it was such a surprise. So the negative is it looks like they're not repatriating any money out of Iran or Nigeria for that matter. And you know Nigeria is this kind of unmodelable, unquantifiable madness with the government. I like that word. Okay. Yeah, like I can't put it into my model, basically. That's okay. what I'm trying to why, say. Why is that? Because the government keep turning around and going, well, we're going to fine you for mm. not um, killing the SIM cards. Then we're going to fine you they're for to find repatriating. Money. And the government are trying to find money and they're using these companies as a cash car. But isn't it crazy that Nigeria is an oil company with the oil price so high? You would have Nigeria is an oil company? A Country. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that, Basically, sounds, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but so all their money comes from oil. They yes. are an oil company, actually. <laughs> they are. Um, and with oil price so high, you would think that the Nigerian govern, government wouldn't need to do this. So I'm finding no, it they're just No, they, they're greedy for tax money, and they can't yeah. get enough tax money, so they find fining. This is a bottomless pit for them. Mm. I feel sorry for MTN. I really do. I do a bit as well, actually. Anyway, um, not too sorry for them. They were saying that group subscribers increased by 2.5 million in the quarter and data subscribers increased by 5 million. So, believe it or not, this business is still growing. And, and I think if they can get it right, they would be a decent business. But at this stage, oh, it's so hard, so hard, as I say, to model this Nigerian stuff. Okay. Um, but MTN nonetheless showing... Quite solid yeah, figures, solid, especially yeah, like locally. INJ and Karen Beef, let's talk food. Yeah, they were in the news because the Competition Commission has accused them of colluding. So we have cartel allegations. Um, oh. And this all around the beef market. So basically they've divided up the beef market. What's interesting about this is that Karen Beef have already admitted guilt and paid 2.7 million rand. The Competition Commission is saying that INJ should pay 10% of their revenue. And everyone was worried about this because they belong to AVI, the food mm-hmm. company, the listed company's AVI, the holding company. Yep. Um, and really, I mean, it seems a big number. 10% of revenue is the kind of thing that is the difference between a company staying afloat or, or going bust. But actually for AVI, it's only like 0.75% of their market so cap. So in other words, again, it's a government interfering in private enterprise. And, and what are they going to do with that fine money, the Competition Commission? What do they do with it, Anthea? Do they give it back to the consumer? <laughs> no, don't be stupid. They keep it for themselves. Put it in the government coffers. Yes. And hopefully they spend it well, though, right? right. right. No, well, they're not right. going to spend it well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sunlum announced that they're doing a BE deal. They're selling 5% of their shares, which is to the value of between 7.4 billion rand and 8.6 billion rand, at a 10% discount. It's quite funny. They actually literally named the groups that they were selling their BE shares to, so to Sunlum employees. Professional black women, rural and poor black women, black youth, black business partners, broad-based black groups. This and sounds like what Favut was doing. He was <laughs> putting people in categories. This is Jeez, what he did, completely. right? I mean, yeah. when HF Favut, okay, so these are the people that will not be able to vote and these are the people that will be able. Black women, no. Young black women, no. Poor young black Poor young women. black women, definitely not. I mean, this is this is a really, really awful way to to, to try and set up some kind of. Uh, come on, 
Help me out here. This okay. doesn't make so, sense. So you can't blame Sunlam, right? They're trying to play by the rules that the government have implemented. You get that, right? Yeah, but it's outrageous. Okay. I mean, if I were a Sunlam shareholder, I'd sell my shares in disgust just because this is the route they're taking. And you didn't let me finish that group of people because the one very prominent one is a group called Ubuntu Boto, which belongs to Patrice Motsepe. Yeah, so of course he's underprivileged. <laughs> I mean, can't you tell? He owns that football club that Ben said were losers just a moment ago. He's got as much, just such as much a, as a poor urban rural black woman. Such a poor man there you go. is P- Patrice Motsepe. Yeah, this is outrageous. I think it's, it's really, it, it speaks so poorly of... Of, of a company that would go along with this. I don't think they have a choice. I mean, that, that's how it is. That's, that regulation. And, th- and that's, that's, I think, a discussion you need to take up at a higher level. It, it's a strategic you know what? discussion. I, damn it, I will. <laughs> oh. You do that. Okay. I'm going to end on some good news. All right. We're getting a petrol price decrease this month. When? when? How when? much? What day? What I day? think how it's much? Wednesday. <laughs> 30 really? cents. Thank you, Jesus. It's the first petrol price decrease in eight months because we've had eight months of increases. The petrol yeah. price has been up four rand since the beginning of the year. How much yes. is it decreasing by? 30 cents. Uh-uh. Sorry. <laughs> Was that not enough? Your, your face here. <laughs> I, okay. Let's be grateful for anything at this point. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll take that as well. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, Anthea, thank you very much. We'll check in with you next week.